Live from San Antonio, Texas, it's the KNA Sports Picks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Cofield and Associates. For over 20 years, specializing in Oracle application delivery. Hey everyone, it's uh, the KNA Sports Picks Podcast guys back with uh, our second second draft uh, podcast and today we've got a special um, special group of course we've got TK Mavs who's a institution here at the KNA Sports Picks podcast uh, we're also fortunate to have Ed who won the KNA Sports NCA picks uh, this year crushing the field um, he's followed by a second he was Closely followed by Cindy, Cindy's Peruvian picks. And we also have Mr. Glenn Graves, who's a world-renowned expert on all things Dallas sports and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so let's get started, guys. Uh, I'd like to uh, uh, add... Plus, yeah. plus for uh, GK from our resume, plus I think I won uh, GK Pick'em last year also. Yes, this is true. Uh, and I think I was down towards the back of the pack, and um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's my usual spot, though. <laughs> but uh, there's always this year. Um, hey, uh, Ed and Glenn, um, and uh, Tanner, jump into the Houston and Texas uh, rivalry. Ed's a big Texan fan and and Glenn is a longtime observer of all things Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Ed, uh, where, why do you Houstonians, where does the hatred or where does your, your particular hatred for the Cowboys come from? Oh, that's, that's, that's a many answered question. <laughs> I think part of it's just the natural rivalry between Houston and Dallas just in general you know they they're always has been a little bit of um back and forth between the two sides you know, the Houstonians think Dallas is all stuck up and big hair and um above it all and I'm sure the Dallas people think Houston's a bunch of hillbilly cowboys <laughs> so to speak so when I was growing up you know we, I was everybody in the Houston area was an Oilers fan for better or for worse, usually for worse. And, but the whole rest of the state liked the Cowboys, so naturally, you know, if Dallas liked the Cowboys and everybody in the Houston area didn't like the Cowboys, and 40 years later, here we are. <laughs> for me. And it wasn't so bad in the beginning because Tom Landry, you know, was classy and a lot of the earlier players, Staubach and um, Tutal Jones and all the other ones were, you know, had, you know, they were, you could respect them, but after Jerry Jones came in, you know, a lot of that went out the window. <laughs> so that didn't help matters at all. So do you think but, it was kind of a, a, a double whammy in the 90s? As you mentioned, you had Jerry Jones come in. You, you had the Cowboys winning three out of four Super Bowls. And then shortly after that, you had the, the, the Oilers pack up and move to Tennessee. Yeah, the nineties were a dark time. I try not to think about that too much. And it started off with that whole debacle with the Oilers, um, Buffalo Bills playoffs, just collapse. <laughs> that started the decade, so it just wasn't a good decade all around. Remember the comeback, whatever they call it. 
Oh yeah, the miracle, the Buffalo miracle. Yeah, that the Music City Miracle was later, wasn't it? That was when the, the Titans came think, back. Yeah, that was in yeah, ni- I think so. Yeah, ninety nine. How about uh, you, Glenn? Did you did you have as a Cowboy fan? Was there much of a rivalry when you were following them, or uh, you know, when you started following the Cowboys, or, or did you just kind of ignore Not the? Really, I mean. So, Tanner, is is you is in the younger generation? Yeah, I think uh, you were probably born when the the Oilers moved to uh, Tennessee. Have you seen much rivalry between the the Texans and the Cowboys and in, in the modern modern day Houston Dallas rivalry? Not really. I mean, I have a few friends who like the Texans, and we joke and go back and forth. But, I mean, you know, they're just playing once every four years, and they never seem destined to play any game that has much implications for um, anything. I think the last time they played, I remember, because it was my freshman year of college, They that was actually probably, probably the best game I've ever seen between those two teams because it went into overtime and Des Bryant made a spectacular catch and they ended up winning that game. Um, so I remember that game and I remember because I watched it with my friends who were um, Texans fans and that felt and that was fun to win that game but besides that I mean you know I just have a lot of friends who are Texans fans so honestly you know I usually root for them to do well because you know you want to see your friend's team do well so there's not much um you know i think in baseball and basketball it's a completely different story but it's pretty it's pretty low on the football side good point well the only thing i'll add is the texans once they got the franchise and the inaugural season their very first regular season win was against guess who 
So, Ed, Houston Texans, uh, coming off an interesting year. Uh, to recap, they they started out well, but they kind of faded faded towards the end of the season after Deshaun Watson uh, got hurt. Uh, also, J.J. Watt was hurt, and they had some other, other key injuries. So, as our Houston Texan expert, what do you what do you see uh, for the coming year, and um, what what are you looking forward to in the draft? Well, again, I just did some very recent, quick research on draft stuff, but I think everybody's looking forward to seeing what Deshaun Watson can do for a full season. Um, hopefully, after he's fully recovered and and gotten over what all the issues from last season. I think everybody's excited to see what we could do for a full season with him um, in charge and him leading from day one. Because, like you said, the, the parts we did see of him last year were pretty exciting, and that got everybody pretty um, energized for what could come, especially after all the Brock Eisweiler and all the rest of them that had come through and disappointed us for the last few seasons. So... Um, as I've been reading about the draft needs and what people are saying, they said the probably one of the number one needs of the Texans is to protect Deshaun Watson and to get some more uh, kind of help on the offensive line. So they said, I didn't realize this, but they said uh, the offensive line gave up 54 sacks last season, which is not good. So they they added, they said they added um, Zach Fulton at guard and Chantrell Henderson at right tackle and from free agency, but they still need some help on the left tackle. So, um, but they don't have, after all the, the pick trading with the Browns last year to get the sign, they gave away their first and their second round picks this year. So they don't have any vital thirds. So they said it's, they may not have that many options by the time they get far down, but they might be able to see if they can move up with the picks that they have, depending on um, who's still available. So that's probably the top, um, consensus um, need of the Texans from what I've been seeing. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I, left tackle is extremely difficult to uh, pick up in the late later rounds, and I, I, I bet the Texans would do it all over again to trade trade those draft picks to get a franchise quarterback. Um, one one good thing is I think you guys need a running back, and this is a deep draft for running back so I wouldn't be surprised if the third or fourth round you guys actually go for a running back and maybe chance getting getting the left tackle or developmental tackle later in the draft but yeah I would be uh, a little nervous Deshaun Watson's health this coming season Well, that makes a lot of sense. Peyton, or is it? 
Yeah, because you've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the outside, so you definitely have some weapons. And whether it's a, a, a running back or a tight end, you know, to have have a second or third option for for Watson will help. And Gigi, USA Today mentioned that too. That was like their third um, in their article. That was their third um, need of the Texans was tight end, but they suggested. Um, waiting until the third day of the draft for prospects like Wisconsin's Troy Fumagalli or Notre Dame's Durham Smythe. Are they in? Have you seen anything about either of them yet? I saw the uh, Wisconsin's going uh, tight end going to the Cowboys in a seven round mile. Wow. Um, but I think it was it was later. It was like a six or seven. So should be there is it for a day three pick for the Texans of all teams. GG. See about every player going to every team. Yeah, that's, that's, that is true. And once you get to the third day, it's just, it's kind of like a crapshoot. So GG, I'm sorry. Oh, I was I was gonna I was gonna ask that if you um, you guys had any further thoughts on on the Texans um, or should we move to the Cowboys? I and I haven't even looked at the schedule this year. I'm not sure. Um, this isn't a year where the NFC East and the AFC South play each other, is it? I, you know, it, I think. I want to say it might be. Um, oh, okay. Because I thought I... I remember in 2014 was the last time the Texans and Cowboys played. So it's... Yeah, that's, that's the one you were talking about, the overtime game. Right, so I think it should be this coming year. Okay, I'm checking the internet here. Let's see. Uh, well, we play the so two playing the preseason, of course. What about the Governor's Cup? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, October seventh, Cowboys at Texans. Oh wow! Oh. They won't play in the season. Yeah. All right. I sense some bet betting coming on. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's see. What's October the seventh? Is that a prime time? That's Sunday. Okay. Oh yeah, it's a Sunday night game. That looks like they've already slotted it for the yeah. Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. Mark your calendars. <laughs> fun, fun. Well, and you got the you got the Patriots. You got the Patriots too. On the uh, the first yeah. first first week. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, September the ninth. Looks like the very first game. Yikes. Right. But, will, the, will the Texans, will they uh, all get their Letterman's jackets to wear before the Patriots game again this year? <laughs> if we're lucky, maybe this year's model. <laughs> <laughs> It'll only be 100 degrees outside. It'll be perfect on jacket weather. <laughs> They're playing in New England, so maybe it'll be cooler. It'll be only in the 80s or something. Yeah, I think J.J. Watt bought those leather jackets, or those Letterman jackets for the the team the last time they went to New England three or four years ago when he had that, what, 12-1 and one record? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We'll see. Mark your calendar, September 9th, maybe so. I want to do something to the big splash to welcome themselves back, so maybe that's a good option. I really hope he is. I'd really love to see him play for a full year. That'd be a lot of fun as a football fan. Oh, yeah. It seems like a lot of the Texan stars never get to play a whole year, any of them. (laughs) I know, and it's it's just such a, you know, it's rare to see a guy on the defensive side of the ball just make so many plays. So it'd be a lot of fun if he and Watson could play a full year. Exactly. Maybe... Um, Gigi, maybe instead of letter jackets, they can all buy matching suits again, like what the Cavaliers are doing right now <laughs> before all their games. <laughs> Lots of options. Uh-huh. All right, guys. Um, Dallas Cowboys. Gigi. Dallas Cowboys, there's a lot of talk, a lot of the mock drafts are going for receiver. Um, they're concerned with Des Bryant cut. There's talk of Cole Beasley being let go after the draft with Ryan Switzer there to take his place. Um, I'm not as big of a fan of a receiver in the first round as a lot of these drafts are. I think if they can get one of the one of the top three linebackers can fall to them. Um, the kid out of Georgia, Smith, I think his name is, uh, Tremaine Edwards out of Virginia Tech, or um, the kid out of uh, out of Boise State, the, the Linder something, I don't remember his name. Um, maybe even Rashawn Evans out of Alabama. If they can get one of those, I think they'd be better off taking a linebacker. I think there's less good linebackers, less impact linebackers than there are in receivers. They could get a receiver in the second or third round that I think would would do them pretty good. Um, I also like Deron Payne, defensive tackle out of Alabama, and Vita Vey, the monster defensive tackle out of Washington. Yes, I've seen some mock drafts. Some mock drafts have him as is in their top five rated players. If he could drop, that would be outstanding. Yeah. So I would think if one of those two could drop, one of the three linebackers, or I would even say if uh, uh, what's his name, James, the safety out of uh, Florida State, yeah, if he would fall. I think Derwin James. I'd say take him also. Um, you know, I the Seahawks but, have have the pick in front of in front of the Cowboys, and I think if James lasted to eighteen, I think the Cow uh, the Seahawks would pick him. But he would be outstanding. Yeah, I could see that. I've also seen some mock drafts that have um, the cornerback from Central Florida, Mike Hughes, going to the Cowboys. So it's kind of like like you're saying, Gigi, kind of all over the place. Yeah, I think cornerbacks not as much of a need since they're moving Byron Jones to cornerback, and they drafted what three of them last year. Um, I think it'd be a real reach for. I mean, if if one of the top cornerbacks falls to them, then yeah, they may have to have to go that way. But um, I don't think cornerback or defensive end are as 
defensive tackle, linebacker, or receiver are for him. And you mentioned when you were talking with Ed about the, uh, the Texans with the tight end. Um, you think the Cowboys, Witten's getting getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah, I think they're going to wait and see what Rico Gathers can do. Um, I think James Hanna also retired for him this past year. I think it was injury-related, so um, – I think they're down to three tight ends now, so they may take one later. But um, I've also seen them, like if a Mark Andrews fell to them in the third round, the great receiver out of Oklahoma, that they might take him too. But, yeah, I think it's just going to depend out on on how the, how the draft falls out, who, who takes who where. Also read an article about Harold Landry, uh, the defensive end out of Boston College, and how if he fell to the Cowboys at 19, they might take him because they like a lot of his intangibles. But after signing Kona early, yeah, and they already have you know Demarcus Lawrence and Taco Charlton from last year, um, I think there's more positions in need. That's a good point because. Uh, um, I could see Landry being available, or even maybe from from uh, San Antonio, Texas, uh, San Antonio, um, Marcus Davenport. It's another one of those edge rushers. Yeah, San Antonio, very own. Yeah, well, I've, seen him go, I've seen Davenport go all over mock drafts. You know, around ten, all the way to twenty-five. Ed and uh, Tanner, you do you have any uh, thoughts on on the Cowboy draft? Ed, are you very excited for the Cowboys draft? Um, yeah, it, um, words can't express how mm-hmm. I feel about the Cowboys draft. Um, but the only thing is, I'm just curious. What are your thoughts about um, Des Bryant, where he may end up? What's the what's the skinny out there right now? Initially, I think it was supposed to be the Ravens, but then they signed Willie Sneed for New Orleans. Um, I think he's trying to get on with the Giants and, I guess, line up opposite what Odo Beckham Jr. Um, I think he's going to have a hard time making the kind of money he made with the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've heard that, too. I've heard the um, Giants being linked to him, which... But would not be fun for him to go to a division rival, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, that's that's. That. I've read. Um, oh, sorry, GK, go for it. Oh, I was I was just going to say one of the issues that Bryant's going to have is. Um, with all these, the football GM starting to move to uh, kind of like baseball and sabermetrics, his statistics are kind of trending downwards. And I mean, he's getting he's getting older. His stats his stats are going down. Um, so there, he's going to be hard pressed to find a team that's going to play him. You know, um, starting number one receiver money or or number two. A lot of teams are already set with their number one or number two receiver. 
So if you're bringing in a Des Bryant, you might bring him in as, as a third option or just um, – he may even have to wait till till preseason and some injuries injuries occur before he can he can sign on. You guys think that uh, – you know he'll wait, or he'll last that long, or do you guys see see him getting picked up earlier? Injury. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, I think he doesn't, he doesn't run good routes, so I kind of see have a hard time seeing someone picking him up as the one or two re- receiver without injuries. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think, you know, I think definitely it was a tough choice, but I think the Cowboys made the right choice um, just because they owe him so much over these next few years. So um, it was a lot of fun to have him on the team. And he definitely gave a lot of highlights and, and was fun to watch, but it was definitely time. Did you know that the Cowboys, I think, are, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ed. Oh no! I was I was just saying I was looking on the internet while we're talking. Apparently, Jerry Jones had a press conference today where he pretty much um, shot down any uh, chance of Des Bryant coming back to the Cowboys. I guess that was out there in the world, and <laughs> he shot it down a few hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that the Cowboys. Are, I saw an article where they have the second most amount of dead money behind the Buffalo Bills because they'll have eight and a half million going to Dez and he's not on the team. 8.9 million going to Tony Romo who's not on the team. But I think they have like 22 to 25 million of dead money this year. So they're having some big problems managing the salary cap and you know, they need to pay Zach Martin, and then in a couple of years, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott are going to want a big contract, too. So they need to get better control over the salary cap. That's yeah, what. It's never been a strong suit. Yeah, it's never been a strong suit of Jerry Jones of thinking ahead and strategically planning how to keep the team under the cap. That's why I was going to ask you guys. Oh, go ahead, Glenn. I was just going to say that may be why the Cowboys draft a receiver because Jared likes the flashy player. And so for Ridley, you know, comes in, can be all flashy. Jared may take him over someone solid. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask uh, you, cowboy aficionados. Um, there were rumors after Des Bryant, especially um, with Seahawk Seahawk rumors after Des Bryant was cut, that the, the Cowboys would then then trade for Earl Thomas. I was the opinion uh, that the, the Seahawks, with everyone that they've let go on their defense and defense getting younger, they needed. Earl Thomas's leadership, even if he he's a free agent next year, and that, and and I think you guys touched on it. And I, uh, Earl Thomas is going to want to get paid, and and I think you guys touched on it. Um, so I wanted to get your take on on Earl Thomas Cowboys rumor. Tanner, you want to take this one? Um. Yeah, I I don't know. 
Patriots, uh, Seahawks have had several trades recently, so that that, that could be a, a a good good spot. Okay, guys, uh, Texans and the Cowboys. Looking forward to those drafts. Um, now the the other the other exciting thing about this draft is all the the quarterbacks. Um, so let's uh, let's get our everyone's opinion on who they think is going to be the best of the quarterbacks and who the Browns are going to take. So Tanner, why don't you lead us off? Who do you, who of the, the quarterbacks, Darnold, Mayfield, Rosen, Allen, uh, even Lamar Jackson and, um, and uh, Mason Rudolph, who, who do you think will be the best quarterback, and who do you think the Browns should pick with number, their first pick? Um, so the mock draft I've been reading this past week, it seems like it's, there's a bit of a uh, divide, but I think there's a majority that are saying that Sam um, Darnold will be taken by the Browns first. Um, I think of all the current quarterbacks, that they could take, he strikes me as perhaps the least risky. Um, I think that that is probably who they should take, though I think Rosen from you, um, CLA, I really like his his um, smarts, and I feel like that he has the most um, talent and has the most um, 
ceiling for what he could do in the um, league. So there is questions about how dedicated to um, football he he uh, really would be. Um, Allen and Mayfield, um, I think that both have a lot of upside. Um, Mayfield with his um, swagger, and he definitely seems like someone who can bring a winning um, attitude to whatever team he goes to. Um, Allen has an incredible arm, um, and there's, but both of them, to me, just seem to carry too much risk to take with that first pick. Um, so I'll say the Browns take Darnold, and I think that's probably the right choice, though I'm tempted to say that I think Rosen... I I very much want to pick Rosen because I feel like he of all the quarterbacks in the um, draft that gets I have the best um, feeling that he's going to be a star. Excellent. And of the top four quarterbacks, do you think that they're going to go in the top six picks, or do you think that? Um, one of the the top four quarterbacks will fall? I think one of them will fall. I think that it will probably be Allen. I think he'll still be a top 12 pick, but I think he might be picked closer to 10. Um, I originally was going to say Mayfield, but it seems like as the draft has gotten um, closer, he's been... um, um, rising in some top um, to be a top three or four pick in some mock drafts. So I will say that Allen is the most um, likely to fall outside of the top five, um, five or six. Excellent. Hey, Gigi, question for you. Uh, let's assume that Darnold goes number one to the Browns. Let's assume that, that the Giants take Shaquan Barkley, um, number two. Now, if you're the New York Jets and you have a choice between Mayfield and Rosen, um, which it, all indications that they're that they're going to pick one of those two guys, this guy who's Longhorn aficionado and has watched watched uh, many Mayfield games, would you take Mayfield or would you take Rosen with the third pick? Well, one of the I saw it was the quarterback rating of the quarterbacks as they were being blitzed in college. And Baker Mayfield had the top quarterback rating. I think he was like 139 or so. So it was off the charts when he gets blitzed. So I think if I was the Jets, I'd probably take him. Um, One thing surprising about that list, the number three quarterback on that list was Lamar Jackson. And so I think he's probably going to be the fifth or sixth quarterback taken in the draft. Right. But I think he's going to outperform some of the quarterbacks ahead of him to get taken ahead of him. Yeah, I've seen mocks that have have the Patriots. I've seen mocks that have had um, the Ravens go for for Lamar Jackson he's going to be an interesting guy uh, I've seen several uh, um, NFL podcasters mock drafters have picked said that he 
has the ability to be the the best of of the quarterbacks as far as uh, playmaking and making making it happen. Um, do y'all think the Do y'all think the Giants might trade at all for their pick? That is that is an excellent question, and the um, a lot of people. So Gettleman from his days in Carolina never traded up or never trade traded down. He pretty much. When he was in Carolina, he pretty much stayed put. Now I don't know. He and he's in mock in interviews with the, the press. He's been saying that you know even his uh, grandmother could would would tell you that Shaquan Barkley is going to be be a star. So I don't know if he's blowing smoke, or um, or if you know he's tipping his hand that he really likes Barkley. But yeah. If, the number two pick is 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 going to be interesting to see if uh, a Buffalo or Miami would would move up. I I'm going to say, and I'd like to hear uh, your guys' thought. I would say I that quarterback, I guess. Yeah. I think I think he, I think he's going to stick with Manning, and I think they're going to make like a one or two two year run because if you maybe team up Manning with with the Barkley, and then you have. Um, um, who do they have? Shepard and um, Beckham on the outside, and they also have a young tight end that they really like. I think that you have an opportunity to really have a dynamic off- offense. So I think I'm going to predict that they're going to stay at number two. Uh, Gigi Tanner, what, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think um, I think that they're. I think that this is going to be a great draft because I think there are going to be a um, lot of trades, um, especially with the Browns and um, Giants. Um, I think the Giants will end up at two, um, and I think they will draft um, Barkley. I think it makes the most sense. Um, so once again, it scares me as a um, Cowboys fan, but um, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a fun draft to watch that night because I think there's going to be trades that night, and I definitely think that we're going to see teams moving around. If I was a general manager, I'd shy away from taking a running back that early. Um, Running backs have some of the shortest shelf lives of any players in the NFL. I think you'd be better off taking a Bradley Chubb. Defensive ends can give you 10, 12 years. Um, I thought the Cowboys were foolish taking Elliott when they had Jalen Ramsey they could take right there as cornerback and that would have held off a lot of problems. I think they could have gotten a serviceable running back later on. But um, yeah, for uh, for Eli Manning's sake, I could see him taking Barkley though and try to um, take a little pressure off the passing game with his running. Yeah, I just, I didn't, I forgot how old he was. I just looked up, he's 37. So he's, wow. They got a guy, uh, David, David, and it might all come down to how much they like. They drafted David Webb the third round last year, and a lot of a lot of uh, the media were upset with the old GM Reese and uh, the, the coach there at the end of the year when uh, the this, the writing was on the wall and you knew the Giants were going to have a top pick. Instead of playing this rookie to see what what you had in him. They started the greatness of Geno Smith. 
It's like, why are you, you know what Geno Smith is and you want to find out what the rookie is when you have the number two pick and, and uh, it would kind of help you indicate whether you need a, uh, need to draft a quarterback. But I think they like this kid, so I don't know. Davis Webb's out of California, isn't he? I believe so. I believe so. But he's, you know, they don't really don't know what they have in him because they haven't really seen him play other than practice. And Mark Sanchez looked good in practice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, TK, I, as much as you say you're not a Jets fan or follower anymore, I think deep down you are. As much as you throw up Seattle, I'm thinking you're, you still got some Jets in you. Uh, no, no, that, that's a, top, oh, yeah. that's a topic, that's a topic for another, another episode. <laughs> I, I could do a whole episode on, on Woody Johnson, but that's another. <laughs> Jeff Saga, <laughs> nice. Would you rather have Jerry Jones? Uh... You know, quite frankly, uh, with uh, and I, I'm not a fan of uh, the te- no offense, that I'm not a fan of the Texans owner too. I kind of like Paul Allen. I mean, he's he's just off like uh, exploring shipwrecks off of, off of the ocean. He's he just kind of keeps out of trouble. Oh boy. <laughs> well, the, well uh, um, go uh, go ahead, Ed. No, no, please, Sorry. Well, I just got to say that I think um, the uh, good news is that Jerry Jones, there will be a time when he is no longer the um, owner of the um, Cowboys and his sons at least seem to have a lot less of flair for the, for the um, showmanship that he has. So I'm holding out for that day. Yeah, his son, I think, led them drafting Zach Martin instead of Johnny Manziel a couple years ago, so... There is hope. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good point. Do you think um, anybody think Manziel's gonna land anywhere this year? I don't. Oh. But no, I don't. I was gonna say only if the XFL comes back. <laughs> it is, isn't it? When when is when is that supposed to be? That's right. It's, I think next year they're gonna try to reboot. Um, so I think um, Glenn's right. That's the most likely place we'll see him land <laughs> if he's going to play um, again. He seems to have that kind of personality, so maybe that would be a good fit. He seems to, um, he, him and Canada seem to be a good mix. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, are you ready for some listener questions? I think Gigi, you were go- you were going to read the first listener question. Yeah, the first listener question comes in from uh, my nephew Kenneth Mad Dog Heinen. Um, he's a football player. Will be going into high school next year. The coach is looking forward to him playing because anytime another team gets snippy out there, they put old Mad Dog in to calm things down. <laughs> and uh, he wants to know. Which team is most likely to trade up for a quarterback at this point? Not counting the teams that have already moved. Will it be the Cardinals, Buffalo, New England? 
Oh, okay. I'll I'll take that first. Um, I'm going to say Buffalo. I, I think that they like Josh Allen's arm and playing up, playing up in Buffalo in that cold weather. They uh, you need a strong arm quarterback, kind of like a Jim Kelly. So I am going to say that they will trade up. Buffalo will trade up, and I would look at somewhere around the. Um, the fourth or the fifth spot, I think the Browns, if Glenn mentioned Bradley Chubb, if Bradley Chubb is there, I think the Browns pick him in a heartbeat. If not, maybe the Browns will be willing to, to, to trade back. Um, or, or the Broncos. Uh, John Elway just invested in Case Keenum, so I'm not sure that he's going to uh, pick a quarterback. So I would look at, you know, the – the uh, Bills going up to four or five, or even six with the Colts. Four, five, or six to get a quarterback. Ed Tanner? Uh, yeah, I think you're right um, for sure. I think the Bills make the most sense. I think they have the um, biggest need. I think while uh, Brady is still a um, Patriot, they won't make a, a big move yet. Um, so I think you're right. I think the Bills will um, move up, and I expect them. I think they're the most likely team to pick Josh um, Allen. Exactly. Yeah, um, Tanner, that's what I saw. Sports Illustrated had a mock draft, and that's one of their scenarios, had the Bills trading up to um, second pick and grabbing Josh Allen. All right. Thank you, Mad Dog. <laughs> Gigi, do you do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I was. I think they're the most likely. I've also seen um, Arizona moving up. They're probably second most likely. Um, I think New England moving up is still just a smokescreen. Yeah. What pick does what pick does Dewey going have? I think they have like the twenty third and thirty first. Okay. Yeah. The 23rd trading uh, Brandon Cooks to the Rams. I can't see the the Patriots getting up into the 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 top half of the draft. You know, with having as low the 23rd or 27th to get to get the quarterback. I think that. You know, maybe if they like a, a, a Lamar Jackson and they can move up, maybe the middle of the first round, but. I can't see them getting into the top ten with because there's quite a drop yeah, off. If they take a quarterback, you'll probably be a Mason Rudolph later later on, maybe with the twenty third pick. Yeah, if he falls. All right. Um, hey, so Ed, this question is from one of our listeners. It's for you. Uh, this is from Bud in Tennessee, and Bud wants to know. Uh, he says, Ed, would you rather have the Cowboys or the Titans win the Super Bowl? To win a Super Bowl? To win a Super Bowl. Oh, no. Is Bud <laughs> speaking from the grave, Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, gosh. Um, hmm, God. That's a really hard question. Because I have deep-seated grievances against the owner of the 
Titans or the late owner of the Titans plus the I guess I'd rather have the Cowboys win. And I was wow. shocked I'm even saying that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That, that's out there. I know. I, and, and, of course, this is recorded for posterity, so I can't <laughs> walk it back. But it's the, it's the least worst option, I think. All right. The uh, next listener question is uh, for Glenn. This is this comes from Jerry from Arlington, and he wants to know if uh, Jimmy Johnson had not been fired, how many cow- how many Super Bowls would the '90s Cowboys have won? They might have gotten another one or two. Um, I think the big problem was the general manager of the Cowboys during that time frame. Um, I think that was the biggest thing going against them. Tanner, what do you think? Do you agree? Yeah. Would they have I, won another? Yeah. I think um, Glenn's right. I think we would have probably seen one or two more. Um, I think the fact that they won a Super Bowl in 95 with Barry Switzer as their coach just showed how talented that team was and I think definitely if they had all stuck to um, together they probably would have added um, one or two more but you know it's hard to the Patriots are such a uh, rarity it's hard to maintain a group of guys and keep winning for years on end so I think age and I think the stupidity of Jerry Jones would have caught up to them (laughs) even if um even if Jimmy stayed, stayed coach, but I do think they would have gotten one more. So they would have at least been tied with the um, Steelers now with six if, they had, if he had stayed. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, this question is from Greg the Alien from Area 51 in Roswell, New Mexico. Um, he wants to know if you guys think that there are any pizza in any part of the universe besides the earth. If there's any pizza? Yes. He's assuming that there there are life forms in other parts of the universe, but he wants to know specifically if there's pizza in other parts of the universe. I think there's a good chance. I think if uh, civilization lasts long, enough to eventually discover the combination of cheese, tomato sauce, and dough, and how good that is. Um, I guess, you know, this, this is assuming that wherever in the universe they can make all those in, in, um, ingredients, but I'll say if they can, then at some point people will put it to, um, together and they won't make pizza. Yeah, because you got to figure the aliens, when they came down to Earth, they probably spent some time in Italy. And so they probably get to develop a taste for pizza while they were there. And they probably discovered some of that wine, too. Yeah. <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> Drunk aliens, that's a whole other aspect of that question. <laughs> But I like Tanner's idea, of kind of the idea of what infinite monkeys and infinite ingredients makes one of them will make pizza. Uh, Question is, will it be thin crust or deep dish? Oh, deep dish for me. <laughs> deep dish, yeah. I think I'll still have thin crust. 
Wow, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> uh, we got one final question, and this comes from Paul from Washington, D.C. He said that he um, is leaving his, his government job, the job that he loved, to pursue other opportunities. And he wants to know the guy's – what is the guy's dream job? Because he's looking looking for his next adventure. So, so guys – do you, is there a dream job that that you guys have? Hmm. I guess the ultimate dream is to not need a job. But let me <laughs> let me think otherwise. Um, I would think a pro football scout get to watch football all the time. Um, get to go to college games, watch those players. And, I mean, you're always analyzing the players off the other teams for free agents. I mean, you get to watch a lot of football there. That's that's your job. That's what you get paid for. So that's yeah, what I'm going to use. Yeah, to stick with the sports theme, um, I think in that same vein, a, a baseball GM or working in the front um, office of a, a baseball team, I think the, the – and, uh, you know, it's a combination of, you know, it's a sports job, but, you know, build, uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's building the right team, it's scouting, it's math-based. I think that'd be a uh, lot of fun, and you get to live and breathe um, baseball for your work. So I think that would, that would be my dream. I think the previous question may uh, sway Ed to open up a pizza parlor. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> and my GK, what about you? What's your what's your what's your dream job? Glad glad you asked. I'd like to be commissioner of the National Football League. And uh, my pitch to the NFL would be: I don't I don't need twenty twenty six million dollar annual salary. I'd do it for one one hundredth of that salary. But I think uh, you know it would be fun. I be living in new york city so i would get plenty of opportunity to meet with greg the alien and take him to some new york pizza places but i think it i think it i think it would be fun to work behind the scenes in the nfl see how they put together the the draft and and to um put together the um uh, schedule and work on work on some of the uh NFL issues, the concussion issues, and, and try to come up with some strategies to um, sustain the success of the greatest sport known to this universe, the National Football League. Well, didn't Goodell start as an intern? So maybe you can look into that. <laughs> That's right. Work your way up. <laughs> yeah. That would just be, uh, you know, I... I think it'd be an awesome job, but I think that would also be an incredibly difficult job with the state of football now um, nowadays. And man, it'd just be a lot of criticism coming your way twenty four seven. So I don't know if I could take that. <laughs> well, I think as Glenn and Ed can attest to, it's kind of like IT work, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Except a lot lower stakes, but yep. <laughs> Long hours and criticism. Uh-huh. Well, guys, um, it's been a pleasure 
uh, let's go around the table and any uh, get some final thoughts on what you're looking for for the draft and the upcoming season. Ed, what are you looking looking forward to? I'm just looking to an injury-free year for the Texans, please. <laughs> Let's get through one season without some um, star going down or multiple stars. Let's see what we can actually do with a full um, roster of folks healthy. I'm kind of interested with the Cowboys, see where they go with this draft, see what positions they deem the most valuable. Um you know, if, it's, if there's not a player available that's extremely better than everyone else, if, you know, everyone's on an even field, what positions they draft for in each round, um, and then see how they can come up with the money to pay some of their stars. Yeah, I think it's, I'm going to look to see how Dak um, Prescott does this year. I think it's going to be, be a big year for him. Um, he obviously had a great um Rookie um, season, he, he had a bit of a, a tougher um, second go around. I don't think that was all of his fault. I think the off, um, offensive line was hurt during um, different parts of the uh, year and have um, made it hard. I think this is going to be a big year, and I think that he for him to show the um, Cowboys that he can be that franchise um, quarterback going forward. Thanks, guys. And I'm looking. What I'm looking for is the, is this NFL uh, quarterback, the quarterbacks in this this NFL draft. Uh, it kind of reminds me of 1983 when we had six six quarterbacks go in the first round, and three of them ended up being Hall of Famers. Uh, not that I think that that uh, there'll be a Hall of Famer in this draft, but I think you know. There's there's potential for some some pretty good quarterbacks in this draft, and what I like is the teams that are uh, Cleveland, uh, the Jets, the Bills, Arizona. All these teams that are potentially will draft a quarterback. They already have a, a bridge quarterback, so I think that these quarterbacks might have an opportunity to sit for a year. And and then take over in year two or year three. I don't think they'll be rushed into starting because these guys, as talented as they are, they may need some time to develop. So I think it's going to be fascinating to see, A, where, where they end up getting selected and, B, seeing, the, seeing how the teams kind of their plan to develop them. And I think it'll be interesting. We'll be debating for – for the next couple of years, which of these quarterbacks is is the best quarterback, and what team should have should have done in hindsight? So I think it's 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 going to be fascinating. I love the love the draft. Kind of like Glenn was talking about being a scout. You know, I think it'd also be fun working in the front office and putting together a draft board. I like it. Got me excited. <laughs> That is interesting. I read um, an article stating that they they thought that they should do something similar to what the Redskins did uh, when they drafted um, 
um, Cousins in the third round and Griffin in the first. Um, and they, they were saying that, uh, that they think the Browns should kind of hedge their bet and maybe take one of the second-tier quarterbacks later later on. It, or were you thinking Glenn taking a quarterback at one and four? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because, um, I mean, you can even if you trade that quarterback later, I mean, you can get more than – you can probably get a couple number one picks for one of these top quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, like New England's always yeah. done is flip the quarterback for tr- – for picks. Yeah, I think Same it's like be... Go ahead, Tanner. Oh, um, I was just going to say, I think it's just the, uh, the Browns are going to be a really fun team to watch because I think they're going to be they're going to be looking to make a big move and set themselves up for the next um, three or four years. So it definitely wouldn't surprise me if they took some risks during this draft. I also read that Indianapolis right now, I think, has four picks in the top 49, and they wouldn't mind trading down from the sixth position, so they could possibly get more to that. Yeah, and to your point, uh, Gigi, where they have all those picks, a lot of teams feel that there is some exceptional value in rounds two and three. So the Colts are another team to look at with all those picks that they have in the second round. I mean, they could they could easily uh, improve quite a bit, especially if they trade down and get all those get some more picks in the second and third round. Because with the salary cap, you have you have to build through the draft. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I, sorry, I, I didn't realize. I just, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I just didn't realize. I just looked it up. I was trying to figure out who had the pick in the middle of the Broncos. They're at number five. Not sure exactly what they need. Yeah, the the Broncos will be interesting to, to see whether that they, they sit there and take a quarterback or or they move down. I'm thinking that they're gonna they're gonna move down. Elway has stated that if the quarterback that he likes is there, he'll pick him. If not, he's open. He's open to trade down. A couple of the Sports Illustrated scenarios they have have him taking Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting. I don't know if I see it as uh, as a fit, but. We'll see. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, thank you for your time. And looking forward to doing another podcast with you when we get closer to football season and making our our picks. So appreciate your time. I'd love that. Sounds good. Thanks, GK. Good to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you having us on here. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Lots of good stuff.